we got a wild one for you this week. That's right. We're talking about the industry. We're talking about the internet. We're talking about the interdisciplinary art skills of one Bible girl. Oh. Oh. Bible girl. Little Unicorn Poop Doll. What's her name? Rebecca. (laughs) Please enjoy this episode. It's unhinged, but it's also one of my faves. Yeah, with our guest, Bible Bible Girl! M. Oh. M. Mom! When first choice is a big old bus, you turn around and boom, you end up with us. Our number is 213-536-9180. Our email is sloppysecondspot at gmail.com. Now on with the show. How you sloppy, stupid, little fucks, you nasty, fucks, you dirty, little fucks. Why not sloppy, second, big, big, meatball, meatball, and that's big dipper. Hello. I would like to tell you one thing, which is this is me. me. I like that you're power clashing. You're giving us neons with different forms of brown. I saw my aunt and uncle this past weekend in Palm Springs. And I got dressed to leave the house in what I consider to be an innocuous outfit. Mm-hmm. It was sneakers, socks, shorts, t-shirt, hat. I walked into the living room. My uncle goes, it's quite an outfit. <laughs> what color was it? It was an, It was like a red hat, an orange shirt, blue shorts, like yellow socks. He said, what the fuck is Winnie the Pooh doing in my house? So anyhow, anyhow. Uh, let's get into our special guest yes, today. Yes, she is the icon, the legend. She's an entrepreneur. Uh-huh. She's a 15-time RuPaul's Drag Race winner. Please make some noise for Bible Girl. Oh, my God. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. <laughs> or the, the horns. horns. Or the horns. Double horn. All times, baby. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> how are you? I'm good. I'm chilling. I'm chilling. You know, how are you both? We're good. good. Yeah. Welcome back on thank the you. pod. Yes, thank you second for being I know it's been a while. Things have changed. I know. We're, we're talking like pre-COVID. I think was the last time. Oh, we oh were yeah, like it was ages. Like and we were like downtown, right? The yes. Tiny little yes, yes, yes. Audio yes. only. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Still a gorgeous time, nonetheless. Oh yes, absolutely. Uh, we always have a gorgeous time. Um, well, let's get into let's, it. Why don't we just get right into it? You sent me a text a while ago that said, "Hey, we should have Bible Girl on the show again to talk about how she can." Um, run an empire and be stoned all the time. Exactly. And I said, sure, of course. Asking, how has the weed and (laughs) the proverbial how has Zannies, bro, or Coke? (laughs) (laughs) Which I had to do a deep dive because I was like, I don't get the joke. And it was just a meme from like a couple years ago. Yes, but the the rooting of it is so, it's like such a rabbit hole. It's So basically, it's it's this girl, her name's Jessica Cannon. Uh And she's known from somewhere, I think in like Kansas, city don't quote me on but that. everyone thought she was british well so that's the even <laughs> deeper layer to the meme here is that once people got a hold of just like the crazy things that she was posting on like her snapchat story yeah or just like silly selfies where it'd be like they would like put a <laughs> caption over it like that's bollocks love x <laughs> and like because there was just like different variations of like this like british jargon that was being captioned right. over her selfies people then started to think that she was just like this british like chavy girl or whatever <laughs> she yeah. did paint orange like the british oh yeah do. but i mean yeah. it's very like um, she's kind of like a, a contemporary iteration of like if you remember in the mid early 2000s when like everyone had their vera bradley bag over their arm yes. and like their bronzer was like seven shades way too dark not blended either for that so like uh, kind of that but like 
now. <laughs> it is an amazing thing about the internet that there are so many pockets to reference. Yes. That if if you're referencing something and only a certain group of people get it, like that's not an uncommon occurrence. Like people will be cackling about some joke and everyone is going, uh, what what is that? Right. And it's like, it's actually not even worth explaining if you haven't <laughs> consumed nine months of daily the memes. Girls who get, get it. it, get it. <laughs> yes, it's very that. It's very that. And you know, I think like we there's especially in the current zeitgeist right now, it's yes. like there's constant like social media performer, entertainer talk, TikTok performer, what have you. I feel like something that in to your point that differentiates me a little bit is this is gonna sound way super highbrow, but just follow me here. It's not, it's not that deep, I swear. Maybe super so bleached brow. You know what I mean? Fresh you know for saying? you too. You know what I mean? So basically, because I'm just like a nerd and read up on video games and weird, like, I guess like incel lore or whatever. Ooh. Just like about like cryptids Ooh. and shit. So like <laughs> okay. I've like under I've like learned about this stuff called like ARG, augmented reality games, yes. right? And oh, so right. so like without understanding what an ARG was. Bible Girl has always inherently been an ARG. Uh -huh. So it's like now that I've been able to put my finger on it, I think that's something that is very differentiating about like what I do because it's very like if you choose to engage and then like learn on it, because I'm not sitting and actively like teaching people the etymology or the roots of where a joke is coming from or what right. the fuck I'm talking yeah. about. It's like you're going to figure it out. You're uh -huh. going to connect your dots. And if you do, you're just plugged in for the ride for the rest <laughs> of your life. So right. like, that's where we're at right now. I think that's know? why I like it so Thank much you. is because it's like, oh, there's a level of like, you have to educate yourself to understand the joke. And then yes. once you're a part of it, every comment that's on it, you get, you feel yeah. like you're so connected to yeah. it. Completely. Also, it's like so funny that you have made Twitter such like work for you in such an incredible Thank way. You. Uh -huh. Thank you so like, much. There's, I don't think that there's anybody else that I watch constantly all day to see what you're going through and like what you're feeling. You know, it's, it's funny. I think also piggybacking off of like the ARG thing, I think people perceive me through Twitter as one very specific person. And mm -hmm. like, yes, it's definitely out of pocket. It's definitely out of left field. It can, I understand how it reads manic at many a times, <laughs> but I, I feel like I am, my drag is like the proverbial I'm screaming that you're texting yes. to someone when you're not actually cackling in your <laughs> house. Dead. It's like, that's kind of just how my drag always operates. Like, yeah, there's a level of irreverence, but I'm literally like sitting on my living room floor next to my fish, like having a laugh. Like that's like, and I'm signing contracts. So it's yes, like, girly, I'm in the boardroom. So yes. Yes. speaking about that, I know you run drag queen merch yes. pretty much. Oh, we run that but shit, But who baby. runs that Twitter? Um, you, everyone's saying it's you, but you're saying it's not you. It's not me, I promise. It's not me. Um, they have face revealed, but I will <laughs> clarify. Could you hold on? Could you unface reveal me? Yeah. Paul? Thank you. Thank yeah. You. Pull that down. Pull that down. Pull, pull that, that down, down, baby. Um, so it's actually my best friend uh, and my my creative partner Lolo. He's like been around from like four years onto my in my drag career onward, and like whether it's been collaborating on like fashion, clothing, um, just overall output of media in general, like. He's truly like my best friend. He lives in Jersey, but we talk every single day, whether it's about DQM stuff, strategizing in that regard, and just kind of like having a good time the whole time. So I love that's that. who that is behind the Twitter. Crazy. Yeah. Um, I know we asked you this before, but like, how did you get the concept and idea to create drag queen merch and then take over the industry? So my dad has been in the licensing um, field uh, for 
gosh, I say 40. He swears it's 30, but I know it's not 30 <laughs> anymore. That's like part of the script. He's been in it for a while. Yeah, but he's trying to keep that youthful glow. I mean, and you know what? He do. He do. He do. Um, but I've, I've been around like that world for as long as I can remember. Like my family and I, like we've gone on to like business trips with him like whether it's been in like magic at in vegas at one point or certain different uh, points oh. or like he taught me how to do photoshop because i was just like an innately artistic kid so like when i learned that you could draw shit on like tech that mm -hmm. was like a very cool thing to me it was like around the time pokemon was becoming a thing oh, cool. so like i was helping him like pick designs that were going to get shopped around for pokemon for example or for britney spears or nsync like the the breadth of licenses that i've been around because of him and how that world works and operates has just always been i, I would say second nature but i think that does it a disservice because it's so ingrained in my blood Whoa. and like that is so like I, being a drag, like, stan before ever thinking I would be a drag entertainer, let alone where I am now, I was always attending drag shows that I knew I had access to because it was before I was 21. So it'd be, like, Battle of the Seasons at Gramercy Theater oh. and stuff like that. So I see had... Michelle sing a little song. Like yeah, Ursula. and, you know, see Mimi, I'm first, like, throw a wig in the audience and uh -huh. shit like that. But, <laughs> yeah, but it was... They but, let her on those tours? Yeah, it was Back like it was day. like because I think that was honestly probably in the promo junket leading up to All Stars One. Uh, so she was definitely like of the time mm, and culturally mm. relevant. I don't know if that's like fair to say. I don't know, whatever. But syntax, her, keep it I moving. Her, the PR team I saw her placed her, her on a and tour. She performed her own Rocky Horror Picture Show from beginning to end. Well, I hope she's doing amazing. Yeah, there was we a, all do. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah, I'm those, looking I, forward to the merch collab. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think we actually do her merchandise. Yeah, I, I might be wrong there, <laughs> yeah. but we have. I think we're nearing about like 300 or so names in general. Yeah, I was gonna say, how many are you at now? Because you've made it so easy for queens to get their images and product Ye out there. Yes, and you know, I think a lot of that. Too to where we are now with how that application process operates comes from a, a place of of my own drag experience of understanding that thresholds and benchmarks are bullshit mm. and they're and they're made up and like something that I was always up against in the beginning and honestly still kind of am being pigeonholed as like the t-shirt queen is that people just like didn't get it and I was like okay then I'm just gonna like keep doing yeah, it. Right. So like that's how we're here. And how many other people who didn't get it now sell shirts through you? A lot. Yeah. <laughs> she said a lot. And a they're lot still this. coming, baby. <laughs> um and then I honestly I just kind of want to take the time if I have y'all's permission to drop a little DQM yeah. exclusive on yeah. Yeah. yeah, we love exclusive. exclusive. So going back to my bestie Lolo, myself and like the rest of the DQM team, we have something that will be launching next month online and then the following month that would be I believe yeah May in retail uh, we've been working on the Target Pride program whoa, whoa that's yes. huge yes and so the performers that we have in this rotation are let me get this correct it's Shea Coulee Lux Noir London Kennedy Davenport Jan um, myself um, oh my gosh there's Oh, Adore Delano. And wait, I have a cheat sheet. There's one more, and okay. I'm going to feel so embarrassed I should know this. But no, I was close. Of You're busy. That's um, a lot of CEO. names. Cornbread. Ah! Amazing. And Jimbo. Oh, oh my God. So um, this has been our baby from inception. And we, like I said, like my ass is in the proverbial boardroom at all times. So, yeah. like, yeah, I am tweeting up a shitstorm, but at the same token, I'm probably on a Zoom call finalizing a few contracts here. <laughs> that is there. so That's cool. So Thank you. That's Thank amazing. You. I'm very excited. And especially this year. I mean, I think like 
there's gonna be a lot of hoopla. Oh, yeah. A yeah. lot of hoopla has started. Oh baby! And like you're gonna have people ripping down those signs and stepping on them. And like it's in gonna that make for great viral marketing, it's but it's very, gonna be fucked up. Oh, it's yeah. funny how interesting and full circle all of this. It always comes back to Bible Girl. This <laughs> is what Lolo always says. <laughs> it too. does. Um, and whether it's in the name, and whether it's my fault Bible. or not. <laughs> but um, uh, many years ago, before this was like a, a cultural hot topic or whatever, yeah. there have been like. I don't use the term lightly, like incel conservative, like religious groups on YouTube who have found me and drag queen merch vis a vis and have tried to connect via like confirmation bias dots that because I'm Bible girl and I run dragqueenmerch.com, that there's a satanistic tie to drag. The business, there's a there's You're an wearing agenda, horns and it's right, high. and it's like that's the Satanist like, tie, right? Um, there. I <laughs> put myself on the internet with a digital footprint that looks like Lois Griffin yes. in drag, <laughs> and I have absolutely no agenda other than I'm literally laughing with my fish. Right. So like You're out I'm here cool. deep frying everything and look at it my to mug. Of course, I'm deep frying <laughs> it. Oh She's like, look at my mug. That is so cool. I can't believe you. you guys Thank also you. did something a long time ago. You like made my first shirt yes. and put it in Hot Topic. Yes, we've done. We, we had you in Hot Topic. We've done Hot Topic. And then we've also had a retail partnership relationship with um, Spencer's as well. And Urban Outfitters while I'm at it. <laughs> Why not? Absolutely cool. insane. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Icon. Yeah. Not to I like love that. humble brag that also isn't to include the Funko Pop deals. <gasps> oh, yeah. The little babies. The little babies, which I'm very proud of. You know, it's so interesting because we like, I don't know. I work with a lot of entertainers and it can be really overwhelming mm-hmm. um, because specifically drag, but I think it extends beyond to queer entertainers. Mm-hmm. I feel like in the straight mainstream world, if you fart funny, get a viral TikTok, CAA is calling you to sign you for an all oh, over yeah. deal. Mm-hmm. And all of these things are like lined up already. They're like, we're gonna have you audition for this sitcom. Do you want a book deal? You're now become a correspondent on some TV show. Mm-hmm. But in the queer world, it's like, everyone, I've been my own record label for a decade. Mm-hmm. I've never once had a meeting with a, a record label to talk about me as a recording artist. I do more numbers than people who are signed to major labels as investments. Of course. And they're like industry plants and they never take. And so I just think it's interesting that as queer people, we always have to make our own path. Mm-hmm. We always have to sort of do things for ourselves, but put our hands out, help other people with what we're doing. Yeah. And I think it's so cool that you've been able to do that. But it it is a struggle as independent artists to sort of like figure out like, how do you do that? How do yeah. you get a shirt? How do you? And mm-hmm. so to sort of like, you know, pull the curtain back and lower the, uh, what do they call it? Come on, boardroom speak. Barrier. Of, firewall. Yes, exactly. <laughs> to be like, oh, just send us an image and we'll yeah. hook you up yeah. and we'll make I mean, it work. You've changed, I feel like you've probably changed a lot of people's lives because it's oh, thank been you. so easy to just be like, oh, I want this on a shirt. And you're like, great. People can buy it tomorrow. Yeah. And you, you know what? And I, I do want to backpedal to that as well. Like uh, uh, another reason why the website exists in general is mm-hmm. because um, so I lost my, my grandmother back in October. She was my dad's mom, but she mm-hmm. was my introduction to drag. 
Island. Like she was always out like doing Fire Island Cherry Grove residencies oh all the time. God. She like like she would drive two and a half hours out to reservations to buy cartons of like Misty Slims and keep them in the trunk of her car. That was like her bag. <laughs> so that, like like she was bling 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 sparkle sparkle sparkle. But like the thing about her was that she was pragmatic and would always support you. But question, how are you going to make it work? So when I told oh. her I wanted to start pursuing drag and like she was taking me out with her friends, like I would be going out to like go see Bianca right before she like started doing the press junket for season six and That's shit like insane. that. Or like Yuha, she introduced me to. Yuha was the person who gave me my first booking, but the only reason I knew Yuha was because of my grandma. Uh. So like she, when I told her the drag thing, she was like, okay, cool, but how are you gonna make that like a survival, like or survivable like career because yeah. she had so many friends and it's not, I'm not knocking them, but it was like, it's freelance, right? So yes. we're constantly couch surfing proverbially, whatever that means yeah. for everybody uh, in so many manifestations. But it's like, that that was kind of what planted in the back of my brain to be like, what do what am I aware of culturally right now of drag without being fully embedded in it whatsoever? What do I think I can bring to the table? And like, if my niche of carving out is like making something accessible in a way that she made it accessible, but also challenged me to find a way to like make something of an idea that I had, that's really how we got here, truly. So like, I do have to give Joyce credit where that's it's due. So Go off, cool. Joyce. Yeah. You yeah. better challenge you, and support. Joyce. Yeah. I can't believe she introduced you to Yuha of all yeah. the queens. I'd uh, be a little scared of the that The first one. time, actually, <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, the first time she ever took me out, it was Night of a Thousand Gowns, and it must have been 2013, or I think it was early in a year, so it had to have been like January 2014. So I went, it was just like very like, girly, girly, girly drag, whatever. <laughs> it, was very, it was very cute. You couldn't tell me nothing, you know? Of course. Um, but so like, that was my first like, okay, I'm in this right now. And so like, then I was in the smoking section with her like halfway through the night and like, that's where I met Madeline Hatter and she came up and she's oh like, God. you look like a woman. And like, that was <laughs> kind of like, voice. Yes. Voice. Yeah, and like, you know, she was like rearing to go. And I was like, yes. And I was like, oh, I had known her for a while God. from the internet too. I was like, okay, good, good. All the stars are aligning. I love this. Yes. And so Joyce really did help set me up for so much success. So like, um, uh, the accessibility that she showed me that I could have, I really wanted to try, I guess, like retroactively looking at it. Like I can put a definition to what the method was yeah, now, you know, sure. I think that's what it was. That's so cool. Yeah, I love that. Okay, we'll be right back after this break. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, a lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? No, really, how would you use it? Maybe bed. I always think about my work week and how busy it is, and I'm like, I wish I had an actual weekend. Now that really comes down to me planning my life a lot better, but I would use it for leisure because I work so much. How? What would you use if there was extra time in your if I had more time, I would do more hobbies. I would like pick up you more activities hobbies. because I yep. love hobbies, but I just, I barely have time to do the stuff that I actually have to do. Right. Well, the best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more with it. You know, I think therapy, like the biggest thing that I get out of therapy is new directives. Like, oh, try this, like make a change in how you think. I think we all think like 
that's just how my brain works or like this is how I see the world. But those things can shift and change and you can learn tools in therapy to be like, look at it this way or try a new way of going about a project or schedule your day a little different. You, those are things you can talk about with your therapist. Mm -hmm. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com sloppy today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash sloppy. And we're back! Like, Before we get into our next little topic, I want to, like, what kind of allergy medicine have you tried uh, you have this perpetual nosebleed, and I'm just concerned. <laughs> well, you know, I do have a Is habit. Is it Popper's bird? Well, I do have a habit of trailing meatball around um, ah! Santee Alley. Ah! And when I see her at cash registers checking out with bolts of fabric, I always go up to the counter scanning, making sure something might have fallen out of her bag or something. Oh, yeah. Remember when um, that happened? But your yes. can of Coca-Cola yes. that yes, fell out of, of your wallet. Yes, yes. And, I, you know, I've gone to doctors for it. <laughs> and um, they've ultimately found no cure, but the the prognosis is that I'm just sick of everyone's shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh and it's God. a stunning fashion. Thank line. you so much. Well, it's you... all about color balance. It, it is. I love it. Thank you. I love the green of the hair and the Thank gloves. Yeah. It's great. I did the hair myself. <gasps> Are you into doing hair yeah. now? <laughs> I've always done my own hair. Oh, That's oh. one thing I pride myself on. I know everyone thinks like, oh my God, she's my old girl. She tweets, does her own t-shirts. No, I do everything at home. <laughs> like I style. I'm not implying that you think that, but it's definitely a, a preconceived well, notion. Well, she did. I did. She's I clearly you, surprised. Yeah, I thought you probably paid a lot of money for that human hair unit. Sewed in the wefts myself. Oh my goodness. Have you ever sewn in a weft? I used to do that, but on like synthetic wig. It's because like from fashion school, I have like all these like, Corns, I guess, on the tip uh -huh, of my fingers. So it's like, no it's pain. just like therapeutic for me to just like kind of go in and start sewing that shit. That. Out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I want to ask you about drag con. Sure. Because oh, and why drag you win con every year is like a big thing. It is. And when it happened, I'm sure it was a big thing for you guys at uh, Drag Queen Merch to be like, oh shit, a place we can go in person. Mm -hmm. This year, it's now two days mm -hmm. in LA. Um, thoughts on that? I'm very grateful. Yeah, yeah me, me too. too. I think that's a really good thing. Yeah. Nice. Um, I I think last year being the year back first from COVID. Last year like, was tough, right? I think there were a lot of growing pains. I don't think there's like a discernible like. <laughs> Why are you doing this? Were you there? Eyes? I don't remember last year's DragCon at all. You came to the mom booth and oh, right, sang right, 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 Love right. on Top drunk I and hungover. Was, was that a House of Love type of weekend it for was. you? It was. <laughs> well, I had done the pageant, so I had missed it. And so oh, then the I went. Pageant. I went. We went to DragCon, and I was like, oh, I'm falling apart. And so I got two House of Love cocktails, and it put me down further. I only have 10 children. <laughs> <laughs> I was laying on the sofa just wasted. Totally, totally, With totally. a live mic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Smart decision. I yeah, mean, no, this. But I think two days is better. I think that yeah. more people are going to come for those two days instead of it being like first day kind of half empty, second day huge, yeah. third day nobody. Yeah. And like for cons, like for me personally, when I'm there, I'm there. Like I'm right. in, like, mm -hmm. I, so it's like a true 
full clocked in shift. So like, I don't mind doing it, but you know, by like day three, you're like, yeah. rickety, crickety, whatever. But <laughs> so, but like I, and I give people like a lot of time individually. And that's something that, you right. know, I, I do pride myself on, I guess, is that like, I, I hear and I see people as they see me because it's like, yeah, as a business, DragCon is very important for like that type of market representation. Yeah. But like, I, I half joking, but it's always serious is like, I'm, I'm the fucking like big bird mascot. So like, you know, without the support that people have given me, I'm going in my 10th year of drag. This is my 10th Jeez. year in drag. Wow. So like, I, for someone who really, like, I, I, I mean, someone's gotta do it. <laughs> Bang. We, I think we all look too, honestly. But you know, we out here, so it's just like, yeah, I, I, not I think drag 42. Yeah, I think drag, well, yeah. Well, 42. We're, we're, we <laughs> math, there's a reason why I've me. got a wig on my head, so. <laughs> Um, but yeah, DragCon I think is a good thing. I think it's a tool that provides a really great springboard for people who are able to have the access to use it adequately. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, you know, we do it all in-house. So it's, you know, we're truly a team of like, seven flex eight at times on wow. DQM. So like, I'm like, I'm the one in the emails. I'm the one on setup day. You know what I mean? That's like I'm amazing. doing shit. So like it's, it's, it'll be interesting and kind of a nice reprieve to do the two day thing like drag world in London. I don't know if you had ever been to that. I've never done that. One. That was a two day event. If I recall correctly. And that was always like a really nice, like refreshing take on doing a, a convention event yeah, right. for the weekend. You know, <laughs> do you, are there other conventions that you would go to as a merch company that it wouldn't make sense to take drag queen merch we did comic-con yeah, oh, okay. Comic -Con. in 2018 we did comic-con that was really fun um nice. willem did an appearance one day and i th believe she was um she was either wonder woman or she was she-ra she was she yeah she mm. and then alaska was wonder woman yeah, yeah. and then I on the day that. that i was there i was dressed as link from the legend of zelda I, <laughs> very cool i love that um so I want to switch things over and sure. ask you your opinion on like what's going on in drag politics. You know, sure. you're chronically online, of so course. you're following. <laughs> but my takes are not. No, <laughs> I do. I do like that about you because some girls they stay on there and they want an opinion on every last thing. Oh, that would be the ego. Not to be all like RuPaul about it. No, uh, this is so true. Someone tweeted me something yesterday that I clearly should have ignored or deleted. Yes, and then I like engaged with them and like. You just, it's like everyone says it all the time. Just have fun on there because you can't actually get into anything. Yeah. No. Because the moment you do, someone will always find a way to be a dick or be so, so persistent. It's that you're the just tweet like, of, I love pancakes, so you hate waffles. Yes. Right. And in fact, no, I don't. I love, <laughs> I love them both. <laughs> <laughs> and in fact, no, I don't. But how are we feeling about them really trying to just like shut down drag? It's also the map of where all these anti-drag don't say gay mm -hmm. bills is truly just the middle of America. Um, I, 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 I think that there's a lot of different layers here. So yes, inherently it's a bad thing at its core, yeah. right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's just fucked up. Uh, it's queer phobic. It, it has a, bu a bunch of different names that we could throw on it. But I think inherently my take on it is that I think it's the pers it's the perspective coming from a conservative lens of what drag is. And to them, drag is outward transness and trans existing. Yeah. Um, because the way the laws have been written, you know, I was, I was reading up online is that it's it's something where like if. I'm quoting someone else, but it was like if Beyonce's walking down the street in performance wear, she could theoretically yes. be fined, 
jailed, whatever the law oh, is wow. strictly it's like, like wig writing. and costume right and, and like so, makeup. It's like it's so fucked. And, and so it's a truly clown just could be arrested attacked, too. So when you look at what the identity. crux of this like anti drag cultural phenomena thing is, is that. I don't know that it is about the anti-drag so much as it is about just like the existence of trans individuals. Mm, right. Um, because I mean, we could all point it out. It's the obvious tip of the iceberg. Straight culture has so much reference to and from drag. You have Mrs. Doubtfire yeah. at oh the God. beginning the of the top. The two girls on a fucking plane behind me were the most annoying, talking about their boyfriends and just being like, well, girl, we're just going to have to go there and slay and show them what we do. We got to burn the house down boots. And I was like, you're 14. Like, what are you talking about? Well, also, Lexicon has definitely become a little bastardized over on like TikTok. You know, right. I think I think things definitely get watered down without actually understanding. It was just weird because I say slay as like a joke now. Like I'm, it's like postmodern irony. Yeah. <laughs> but, like they were using it like it's a real sure. thing. But Ugh. that's what I mean about those. Like back to what we were talking about, those pockets of the internet. It's like yeah. you're saying slay, and it's funny to you and your crew because mm -hmm. we understand that you're saying it in this ironic way. Them immediately next to you in the same time yeah. and space hurtling through air on a plane are saying it in the most earnest way because it's the coolest, newest slang. I think even all of that, though, what we're really experiencing is like the satanic panic of 2020. Yes, it really it's is. It's like, it's for madness. Yes. Like, people are losing their fucking minds. And yeah. it's like, no, and I know, I know you've said it, and I can say it for a fact, like, kids are very sweet, but like, I'm not trying to like be a babysitter. Right? Yeah. Like, I will give you your tens, I will validate your existence, I will see you, I will have a full on conversation and hear you out, but like, the conservative mindset has it completely fucked up. Yes. Like, like, I'm all cool to be around company within like consensual group format, convention, yes. meet and greet. Like, there are such fine lines and it's just so weird how like, it's it's cognitive dissonance for like when people are trying to like relay their opinions. They're like, oh my God, but we have to think about the children. It's like, you're literally inserting children into the narrative at this yes. point. Right. Like, is that a one size fits all? A thousand percent not. And like, sure, there are some all ages things. And like, there's things that like as drag performers, we can do harm reduction. I don't think it's like fair for us to all start having to censor ourselves. Yeah. Yes. I think, I think there does, and I don't. I don't want to be like a preacher arbiter. So please, anyone listening, like, don't take my word as gospel. <laughs> I don't want to ruin my career over trying to look out for everyone. Yeah. I just think, I just think like there's levels of harm reduction that we can all be in tune with one another for, and being able to like read the room of like, okay, this is an all ages brunch situation. Maybe like for me, I for me. For me, you I don't like, do my I know, I'm, like, I know, I know I've got my name going against me already. Yeah. I know that if it's an all ages event, there's a chance that someone who's a minor might be there. So, what am I not going to do? I'm probably not going to perform Get Naked by Britney Spears. Yeah. Like, you know what? And, like, yeah. I can do. If I if I must do Britney, I could do I don't know <laughs> if I must. how I roll. Like there's like <laughs> very censored teeny bopper sound, like yeah. soda pop, like it's a brunch oh my number. God, I you know what I mean? That song. Like there's many things that like we can all do to like modify to like protect ourselves, but it doesn't change that it shouldn't be our responsibility at exactly. the end of the day. You totally. know what I mean? Exactly. It's ridiculous. I 100 percent agree with that, and I also think it's really annoying when they come on to like my page and are like, or they'll talk about this podcast and they'll be like, oh, this is great. They want our kids to see 
see this. And it's like, I have to respond and be like, my page is set up 18 and up. I yeah. don't even want anyone under the age of 21 watching. Right. This. Like, yeah. And even like my output on like Twitter with how I engage with people, like A, I'm cognizant, like people typically of like this new, like young generation, they're very cognizant and conscious of having their ages in their bio. Mm -hmm. So like if I'm interacting with someone, like I do my due diligence of like, how am I going to have this parasocial interaction with somebody and like keep it couth and like not not giving there there when there isn't there there. Yes. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Alaska was just saying we were talking about this uh on uh Race Chaser and she was like, it's so crazy because drag is like a style mm -hmm. of performing. Just like movies are a style of media. Yeah. So you can't censor all movies to not exist because some of them talk Lord about things. Lord knows they're going to try. They're trying but, to get rid of every book. You know what I mean? But it's just like it, the way, like you were saying, the cognitive dissonance, like the way it gets boiled down. Mm -hmm. Why did you tilt your head when I pronounced that word funny? <laughs> I was just trying to say Bible has an extensive vocabulary yeah. over there. Um, but yeah, it's just the way of like, you know, it's selective uh Outrage. Listening, selective outrage, like all of that stuff. It is, yeah. it is so absolutely fucked. And I have been on the receiving end recently of like people writing in saying like, I think you guys shouldn't talk about X, Y, and Z because it's setting a bad example. And don't listen. Don't and I'm like, listen. log off. Log off. Like you log know the you know the source off, material Fifi. already. Like yeah, like what and what example? Who are we trying to set an example for? I know who this is for. Right. It's for old gay facts. It's for the dads know who are market. trying to give me that dick again, please. Caller. Caller. Okay, let's take a break. We will be right back. And we're back. Now we've gotten political. We've talked about your your career as a as a mogul. I think it's time we get into Britney. Yeah. Oh, I was fighting to bring her up. So I was oh, holding no. back. Getting, you already brought her up. You talked segment. about her song. Oh my god, I did. Oops. Okay. <laughs> Rip, Is Rip. there anything that you want to say first before I start asking you a million questions <laughs> about what's going on? No, you ask first. Okay. Do you believe in this deep fake technology stuff? And was the wedding real? Or is it like she's saying it was supposed to be a music video shoot or something? Wedding was real. I do not believe in the deep fake whatsoever. I don't either. No. And I'm seeing people repost videos being like, well, you had to take a layer off. And I was like, you can't do that without the original content. No, so I think. You're putting fake faces on her. I think maybe this will probe more questions, which I think is obviously welcome. But right. I think just to kind of blanket, going back to how TikTok has bastardized things, or like oh, yeah. we have we have just a a, a, a massive problem with misinformation cycles at large. Yeah, um, And so unfortunately, because of how these algorithms work, uh, the second something that's like a conspiratorial rabbit hole gets picked up, that starts to become like the trending thing, which is in this case is extremely detrimental to Britney. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not her keeper. I'm speaking from like legal fact, like her conservatorship was terminated on record. I was there, I was outside the courthouse. Like, oh, yes. that's a thing, it's done. So like, people keep trying to find ways to 
think or, or have confirmation bias that there's a problem. And that is rooted in her not acting how they think she should act, mm. which gets really boiled down to a ableist mentality mm -hmm. and misogynistic mentality. So when someone like her is twirling around her living room, right. minding her business at this point, which like, if we all can recall, leave Britney alone. She wants her privacy. You had the Hulu FX documentary saying like, just leave her alone. Like she deserves yeah. respect. Well, she finally had the conservatorship terminated after being essentially human trafficked for nearly 15 years. Of course, she doesn't want to be in the public eye, but people are trying to make it about themselves and their perception about her. Like, right. she's just home. She doesn't want to do anything. Yeah. And, like, and like, we're already lucky that she's willing to share whatever her output is right now. And people forget at the end of the day, she's just a goofball. And like, her her videos that she uploads have watermarks on apps because she doesn't give a fuck about paying for them. Yeah, like there's stuff like there's docu there's a documentary for the record about how she's like in Bloomingdale's in Soho and she's like looking at designer clothes and it's Britney fucking Spears and she goes no 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 that's too much like she's someone who like doesn't care about that stuff so like when she's uploading things of just like her existing and for people to be like there's something wrong with her we got to look inward yeah we do okay. because i feel like it is a lot of projecting of people like you said expecting her to act a certain way because that's now what she's her abusers free. were doing to exactly. her the whole time. Right. forced to act a certain way and also we had another guest on i think it was star amorasu someone was talking about her and they were like you have to think about it she was like a 14 year old girl from louisiana like, she wasn't Younger. used to all that yeah. stuff. So, like, she's just a little country girl grown up now. I'm going I'm going to just say one big thing that I think might, just for listeners, give a big, like, light bulb to just the corruption at its core of what she went through. I'll, I'll blanket and allege, but I'm going off of court documents. Okay. Whoop. Allegedly. Whoop. Allegedly. There was never a um, capacity declaration for dementia, which they claimed she had when they had initially constructed the conservatorship. So they, the whoever was in, a part of this corruption, i.e. whether it be alleged doctors, alleged lawyers, uh, alleged business managers, who all were in on this, and her family, mind you, allegedly, um, they were able to get doctors and lawyers into a room with an alleged dementia diagnosis that is not scientifically even really possible for someone who is at her age. Right. Um, and that was signed off for by a judge. There have oh been documents God. that have come out in the past like year and a half or so that corroborated the fact that there never was a capacity declaration. So when people think they know what they're talking about and say, oh, and it's no one's business whatever if she has any kind yeah. of thing. Like right. we all have our shit. So, and it's nobody's Absolutely. fucking business. But so when people are touting, well, she is bipolar. There's literally nothing that ever set, like says that. And so like right. it's a blanket presumption that people have just like in a collective conscious mindset projected onto her. And so like that's how like, I'm not I'm not pointing fingers. I'm just saying like the overall general public operates with Britney one very specific way. Mm -hmm. And it's a complete level of like hypocrisy when it comes to dealing with anybody else, though. Do you think it's because so many like celebrities or social media stars put so much out on the Internet and do so in a way where they develop a brand or a yes. voice or a point of view that when she gives us a dance video here, another video here, we're trying to connect the dots. Of course. 
And because they don't connect in a straight line, we immediately go somewhere else. Of course. Well, I mean, she's never been someone who wanted to follow a PR cycle ever. Yeah. She's always gone against that grain. And if I can make a contemporary comparison, I mean, look at how Beyonce's operated within the Renaissance era right, right. now. It's not a conventional album rollout promo cycle. At all. And like- Visuals are done. I'm not, I'm not, hard drive. my implication <laughs> is not that Beyonce deserves to be treated the same way that Britney does, but I, my comparison is that they're simultaneously going against the grain. Yeah. One way is perceived one specific way. The other one is perceived a completely other one. And I'm not vilifying Beyonce. I'm just trying of to course. give no, but, they're, yeah. they're equal tier of celebrity. So I think it's a fair like plane to compare there. But the dress video. She was having fun. She's being silly. I mean, okay. She's okay. being I think silly. She's silly. It's, like, okay. you ever watched Chaotic? Silly? She was silly and did she literally, on that She literally, Scream and Shout broke records and she had a British accent on it. It's yeah. a fun thing. Like, her grandmother was British. So, like, she harkens back oh. to playing these characters. She constantly does British and, like, Did she also post the dress she made? Yes. I and like, and I think, I, I think that's something also important for people to take away about Britney is that she has always just been an artist before any type of specific like career-driven entertainer. So like, mm. I think this is a very important time for her. Of like, I say gaining confidence back. I'm not trying to like clinicalize yeah. or define her life right now, but it's very evident to me that she's sharing a lot of vulnerable pieces of her life that like I think probably even a year ago, while she still was free at that point, wasn't comfortable in sharing. Mm. And I think some. Thing like Hold Me Closer, which is one of uh, which is like a record breaking single now yeah. that she's done with Elton John. It's like surpassed other number ones that she's had in her own discography. Really? Yes. And it's broken a lot of current day records. Oh, and, cool. you know, even though the Grammys will keep snubbing her, it doesn't matter. Like, I think stuff like that at the end of the day, because she doesn't pay attention to it, but then she catches wind of it, that also innately builds her confidence. I'm not saying that's going to yield a new album, but I think just being able to watch her as a creative is inspiring for me as someone who's a creative who finds ruts, gets disillusioned, gets uninspired. And then like, if we really want to turn this whole thing on its head, I'm never going to equate my star to Britney whatsoever. <laughs> I twirl around and dance in my living room all the time. Oh, but, yeah. But people revere in it, you know? Yeah. Like they revel in it, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? And right. So it's yeah. like, I think the energy can definitely be shared. And like, I think, I think just her as an artist and a person definitely I think transcends beyond what people know her as like a singles top 40. Right, recording artist. I liked in that video when she said, "Thank you, company." Yeah, Thank you, yeah, company. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I well, mean, that's like what she, 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 she says. No. Like when she says thanks to LGBTQ community, <laughs> yeah. like it's so earnest and authentic. Like yeah. the syntax doesn't make sense, but you know exactly it. what she's saying, and it's yeah. perfect. It's lovely. But I think I think what you said initially about viewing it through an ableist and misogynistic lens is really important because. You don't have to, and again, not go, not you know, planting any diagnosis no, course, or anything. Of course, of course. But you don't have to be, you know. Now I think about terminology. Is having your wits about you? Is that a, yeah, um, that's a that's a a turn of phrase? I know, but is it self awareness? Is it a negative? I think. I mean, it like, I'm, it just depends. I mean, it depends like, on how you're using. Yeah, it. yeah. I don't know. You, anyone can at any time, depending on however they're feeling or however right or left of the center of sure. their equilibrium in their brain can put a video on the internet. 
It doesn't I, need to mean anything, and it no. doesn't. It's oh, not yeah. a, a call for help, or a, yeah. you know, it's just being silly. No, like I mean the fact oh, you that mean, like people just like diving in and thinking that everything is like. I mean, the right. fact that meaning. these yes. conspiracy conspiracy theorists called the police because they hadn't seen her in public for X amount yeah. of time, and then that got to the point where then she has to write in the caption, "This is really like mortifying for me. I'm just trying to heal." And, right. that, and now in that dress video, though, she's finally said, "And don't call the cops." So like, I hope everyone like on record now can like acknowledge she's said it on video there's no like i'm a digital drag got me together i know a deep fake when i see it and that's not a deep fake wait what does that mean i know how to fucking edit girl oh yeah you were i'm an in-house team baby making music videos left and right final cut is my bitch oh my god i hate final cut having to put all those fucking layers but your videos were so good you got all like the digital stuff going on (laughs) how has annie's bro or coke (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for that deep dive. Thank you. Much appreciated. I got you. <laughs> um, we're going to take a break and we'll be right of back course. shortly. And we're back. Like, I. There's so many, there's a handful of things that I still have on here that I want to talk about. Okay, we yeah, jump around. Well, first I want to I want uh, you to bear witness to this moment because this does involve um, something uh, in your field of work. Okay, um, meatball, something came for you. <laughs> Why is it busted? I don't know. That's how it showed up at my door. It's an Amazon box. Is it a, a new wig? Uh, this. We were talking about recently on the show. Oh, wait, is it the poopy? <laughs> is it the unicorn poop? Is it like slime? And so. Oh, my I, God, it's huge. I went on eBay and ordered we this a from a reseller. One. What is this? This is. Did you see that video of all of the little oh. animated unicorn dolls that poop Maybe rainbow? Maybe fix her hair. Maybe I did. Oh, it looks, it <laughs> looks like needs, one of my units. She needs some wefts in there. <laughs> there are scissors right there if you need Oh, them. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so we were talking about it, and I looked them up online, and oh they were God. so expensive. Like it's like the Tickle Me Elmo of 2023. So I found this one, which is cheap, which I kind of think. <laughs> oh, not the dreaded end. I kind of think this is maybe a. Do you think this they is. They had a pet. A f- <laughs> <laughs> to the mic. Does it take shits? <laughs> get loopy. Oh. So the Black Eyed Peas sued this company. What's the parody? My, poop, my humps? My poop, my poop. My humps. How did they beat Weird Al to that? Does he still do parodies? Is he around? Yeah, they're about to have the movie, like the biopic. Oh my god. Oh, I know Nina West. West is in it. Yeah. Yeah. Quinta Brunson plays Oprah. Wait, Shut what? the fuck up. Yeah. How do you make it stop? I don't know. There you go. But there's no... It, what comes out of the ass? Uh, I, I, I have never ordered anything on eBay. It used to belong to name, someone named Jay. <laughs> the hair is so fucked. It smells like Psycho. they had a cat. Well, Oof. you can take it to your house. <laughs> they rubbed it through a, a pretty well, this'll go. This will go on my wall of gifts, weird gifts from Dipper. <laughs> next to my Snooky Cheez-Its. It's like a Helga Pataki oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, and you, my had never, far bag. you had never heard of these? No, which is shocking. They Yeah, they well, they didn't really make it on Twitter. They were... Uh, 
Maybe they did. It was a Facebook world. Oh my god! I'm not on Facebook either. I had to get rid of it. Look I at, couldn't look do it at anymore. That hairline. But I don't like Shh, being undercut. <laughs> it's a very Silver Lake undercut. Yes. Jesus Christ. Okay, what is the future of queer entrepreneurial ship? Oh, yes. Is it tech? Is it apparel? Is it content creation? And this is my bigger question for you. What we were talking about earlier is the sort of for us, by us. Mm-hmm. But shouldn't we... When do we sell out? When do we do for them, by us, and cash in the check? Yeah. And say, you know what? Yes, diva, you slay on your boyfriend. You better work the house down, boots, And hunty. you give me $800. Some chips. Yeah, give me some exactly. Money. I mean, I guess it's like all relative, right? Like, what is selling out? Like, I don't know. I My thing is that, like, I'm... I, I have been on every season and I've won every season of RuPaul's Drag Race, yes, but am I actually <laughs> stepping foot onto set and being sequestered? No. no. But that, that doesn't mean you're not the winner. Right. And that doesn't mean that I'm still. You don't slay the promo it, every year. And it, I mean, <laughs> and it doesn't mean that like I'm inherently anti drag race because my platform is that I do shit outside of drag race. Yeah, so like, right. like I've been called to sell out for doing drag con, which I think is like a bullshit. What? What? Yeah. I mean, like, I'm. I mean, like as we said, people are always going to say something. So it's like I think I think it always comes down to framework. Like, what is selling out? Like, is me putting queer entertainers at the forefront into Target selling out? Honestly, no, because the person who is the head of the buyer division is a queer woman, oh, a queer mother, uh, who is in tune to what's going on. Also, and like we're making right. sure, that, like you know, production is thoughtful of where production is for queer merchandising. So like it always, I think, I think people have preconceived ideas of like, well, that equates to selling out, but it's like, there's oh, so yeah. many layers to what we're doing. And I think there's, and it's not even like me trying to pat myself on the back or like give kudos where they aren't due, but like what we do as DIY creators has butterfly effect. And like, sure, maybe we do a do have a direct benefit from it, but it doesn't mean that inherently there isn't some type of like positive reverberation mm. because of what we're doing. I also think that it is so great that they did go to a queer company because so often you're yeah. like, oh, they just stuck a rainbow on it and it's done. Yeah. Or they heard Hot Topic carried drag queen shirts, so they went to Hot Topic and said, can you do it? And they're like, well, we'll make more money if we just do it internally. And yeah. Sort yeah. Of like skip the genesis yeah and like the to thing quote the bible the thing also is like you know it's I mean? it's it's not even just being <laughs> exclusive to t-shirts of based on the calls that we've had you know things are subject to change based on like production timelines but based on things that we were having in conversation with target uh they were saying like there was going to be trans affirmation Slay. garments like Amazing. you know binders and things so it's going to be like family oriented but for like queer existence and lifestyle so it goes be so sure inherently i'm sure when we talked about it earlier people are gonna think oh target going into like the big man's company but it's like no like we like we really made a good point of trying to be thoughtful about this and like making sure that you know the roster wasn't fucking whitewashed yeah. we're like overlooking generations of drag that came before us right so it's like there is a true thoughtful and mindfulness and i'm not trying to make this about myself so but no, anyway i, I don't but, i, I mean, think selling is. out and it's also tricky because literally 
who doesn't shop at Target? Exactly. I, yeah. I was trying to buy furniture, still trying to buy furniture for my apartment, and it's like the only option it feels like is to go online, or if you go, I've gone to a, a hundred furniture shops up here. They're always closed. They have mm-hmm. nothing in the store. You I gotta can't tell see you, anything. They got nerds, clusters, and triple wick candles. I'm very content at yeah. Target. Yes, <laughs> Target's amazing. <laughs> I love a Target. That's where I buy all my stuff for um, yeah. Fat Slut. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm an off-the-rack girl myself, yeah. so. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, okay, so yes, queer entrepreneurship. I don't know that there's a threshold for selling out. I don't think I there is. I think with intent, it's all. Yeah, yeah. it depends on what you're, if you're trying to like throw everybody else under the look bus at Beyonce. on your way to the top. No one thinks of Beyonce as a sellout, but ultimately she's one of the most commercially, well, I guess because she doesn't do like, as many ad she campaigns. Her piece. Yeah. But she she is like making tons of money yeah. doing her art on her own terms mm-hmm. in a wildly capitalistic Except way. For this last round of the Ivy Park release, it wasn't her best. It didn't feel good to you. It didn't feel good to me. Well, don't slander her name. It wasn't the best. It wasn't the best. It's cute. It's cute stuff. I just didn't, I wasn't interested. It wasn't Marcella H&M, so yeah. like, there's always <laughs> yeah. that going for her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, listen, let's get into a little uh, segment we like to call Fuck Talk! You've been with Chris for a very long time. Yes, yes. You guys keeping it weird? Oh, it's always nice and weird. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Um, well, this is a segment where we talk about sex things. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have sex in New York? No. At all? Uh-uh. Do you have sex on vacation? Like if you guys are traveling for work, it was yeah. hard. It was the time you, zone difference. You still and we find time to have sex, of course. Mm. I mean, I mean, look, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm a girl who weighs her options, you know, and I have, I have a many uh, a lovely kinship across the board, especially mm. in like no, no pun intended, the Bible Belt. I have, I, I have uh, some, some lovely gentlemen callers in the Bible. Belt. Bible below the belt. Bible, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But you know, the belt. I think, I think, I, I weigh my options. I make sure I get into my Wendy Williams mentality of everyone's a killer. Um, so yes, I, the, I the evaluate, killer. Uh, the killer for me, I, every day I wake up in like existential paranoia. So like, I think the killer is truly lurking around every corner. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm evaluating, are you the killer? A, B, <laughs> um, are you here because like, you have like a creepy fetish that like mm-hmm. is going to be exploitive and then put me in danger? Or are your intents here because you actually like support like the craft you're coming you support the scene you're someone who like isn't like this strange lone wolf like people that I'm working with recognize you you know what I mean like if you're like a regular and something like I like fucks with you like I'm talking about the clown Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I still to this day have never hooked up well okay there was that one time I was dressed like a baby but other than that I'm not, I will not pry at the baby yeah. situation. That was gross. <laughs> that was really gross. Uh, yeah. I No okay. diapers, huh? It was a diaper was that a had diaper. a shit stain on the back. Very Melanie had, Martinez coded of you. I, yes. Oh, yeah. And I had like green snot and stuff coming out of my glittery well, snot. snot. I was going to say, that's yeah. Bible girl coded. <laughs> I feel like, now hold on. That diaper. My lips, I did do that crazy lollipop lip She's back like, then, too. Did I license the look? Like, I got to tell you, the lollipop lip do come from Bible girl. It do did, give I good blow. Oh, jobs, you baby. came up with that first, I'm, right? Willem does refer to it as the Bible girl lip. I, yeah. 
I, I did not see it, and then all of a sudden it became like a such a trend to yeah. just like mm-hmm. have the messiest lipstick. Yeah, yeah. you know, a little bathroom beach. No one can tell. Yeah, you know, you and walk in looking like that. Your teeth. That's what we call the meatball lip. Yes, yes, yeah. Did you hook up at IBC? So I IBS? To, IBS, yeah. I went to this bear event. The reason I asked about traveling is like, I went to this bear event for the weekend. There were a couple of my friends who are couples there. Uh-huh. And I asked them, I was like, are you guys having sex? Because oftentimes at these bear events, they're kind of, to me, they're, they're similar. Fuck. It's just a big party where everyone can fuck. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, well, that's what? the only reason that people are there. To have a good time. Yes. like, oh, that's a hot bear like, that I know from the internet. Company. And they're all in the Don't try to be on his side. Everyone's in the host hotel. Sorry. Everyone's in the host hotel, so they're like, oh, I'm just, I'll come up to the room. Or like, Sniffies whatever. is just a blaze. But for me, it's often, I feel like they're like conventions. I feel sure. like it's like working the whole time. Yeah. And I walk in, I'm like, oh, hello, hello, this person, hello, that person. I'm greeting people. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, seeing people I haven't seen. And so I had friends in from out of town who were hosting a party and had to be at this place and mm-hmm. then that place and whatever. And they're finally going home at two in the morning. And I'm like, are you still horny? Are you having sex? Like, what are you doing? No, that's like that's no, like bean flicking yeah. hours, and like no one's happy. Yeah, like, right. No, 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 no. That's like, exactly how it was in New York. Like, we were out until like two a.m. every single night, and so by the time we got back, it was just like, Ugh, let's shower and get to bed. Well, like, it right. wasn't horny. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like, I'm not really, I'm not like a going out person in mm. general mm. now. So like, yeah. if I'm out, I'm working. Mm-hmm. So like. In the occasion that there might be someone kind of fine at the gig or the function, like <laughs> I'll be all up on that. But yeah. it's pretty like far and few between. And like I'm like I'm not say, like this is not like oh my god, other people in their open relationships aren't happy. But like I I found recently I'm like less horny for other people that like aren't my partner. Yeah. And I think that comes from maybe it's like my the killer mentality where right. I'm like I'm like I literally have every box I want checked off. Yeah. So like if we're together, it's like really not that much of a thing. But like if I'm on the road, like solo dolo, like fuck yeah. yeah. Why not? Yeah. I figure it out. Yeah. That's to me ultimately the entire idea behind an open relationship is when you um destroy a marriage because you made out with one person one time or hooked up quickly in a bathroom Does that happen? one Do you see night? a lot of fat, fatties fighting? No, I just think like, I always talk about this like- chubbos having a fist fight? In the straight world, sure. you know, when people are like, oh, I can't believe it, they made out. It's like, we're done. And it's like, we're getting a divorce. And we're doing, and you're like, oh, you're breaking up your entire life. We, I think we, sometimes we're super horny. We want to fuck a bunch of strangers in the backseat of a car. And then you have post-nut clarity. Right. Yeah. And then and other like, times, <laughs> you just want to cuddle up and be with the person who knows you and checks all your boxes. And it's like, to have the freedom to be in that mood or yeah. not in that mood and sort of choose that in a safe way where you are open. Yeah. Like, that's the entire point. Yeah. It doesn't mean just because you're open, you're constantly fucking. Because I know some couples that are open and they don't fuck with each other. And I'm like, well, what's going on here? Yeah, you know, to each their own too. It's yeah. just like I don't. Everyone's yeah, relationship is. Different. And you know what? I've I've waited in every water possible like mm-hmm. that. You know, like what what feels good, what doesn't feel good. Oh, there's like this. They left, and now I'm like feeling weirdly paranoid. Why yeah. is that? That mm-hmm. like, why am I feeling that? But not like because I did something bad. It's just like. I have no idea who that person just was. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like they literally could have That's killed me. Like I locked my bedroom door at night regardless. Yeah. <laughs> still in my ear. Like I, I'm like, they literally could have killed me just now. Oh, there have yeah. been some moments where I thought I might have been killed. 
Oh, oh yeah. I'm not lying. I Yeah, there's been some times where I was like in someone's room and the door handle was shaking and I was like, their partner's coming home, they have the knife, I'm out. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Those there was the someone who it, they showed up and they weren't looking how they should have and I felt scared so I let them in and then they oh. realized that like it wasn't jiving and like I was trying to be very like... <sighs> We don't have any lotion here. Oh like, yeah, like that kind of. And he was getting like, f- like, on his face, very like physically, like, like pent up, violent anger. And I was like, oh, 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 and like kind of just like finessed, not having a hole punched in my wall or my face for that matter, and got him out and didn't have to do anything. Jeez. But it was very, it was a very, very tense. And because Chris was with me too. And it, for both of us, we both, like, it was that level of, like, danger. Like, we were together, and we were both, like, if we make one wrong move, that's this horrifying. is going to go really south really fast. I, that's why, like, I kind of hate when people link their Instagram to, like, hookup apps, but it's sort of I, like a failsafe. I used to not be about that life, yeah. but now I'm, like, I was, like, uh, verification. Blind faith, like I yeah. always, right. I, I have, I've always had uh, an, a level of naivete and trusting sure. everybody mm-hmm. and anybody. But I think in some behavioral modification, as we get older and we realize how insane the world actually fucking Completely. is, absolutely, those protocols are actually really important. Yeah, insane. and the more you have to lose, the more you don't think you're, uh, yes. you know, what is the word? Are we watching The Last of Us? Because I when, love The Last okay, of so Us. Okay, so like I wasn't afraid until I met you, that kind of yeah. vibe. That's kind of like, I know it's like hokey pokey, but like that's where my brain's at these days. My Immortal. Heart. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, the second Immortal. I learned my mortality, that's when it was game over for me. Like yeah. I'm a mess trying to fly a plane now. Like the, the lead up to driving <laughs> to LAX. When did you get your pilot's license? Fly a plane. Well, sit on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> Like okay, okay, I would honestly, I would trust you behind the wheel of a Me plane. Me too. The wheel of a plane. What do they call it? What's happening? The controls of a. What do they call My it? My co-pilot's the old Bible the girl. Yes! Oh my God, the, the big white under the eyes. What happened to her? She's dead. What do they call it in a cockpit? <laughs> yeah, she's dead. The stick. I think it's Joystick? a steering wheel. Don't. Don't Google Pilots, that. please okay, comment below. Yeah, Google, All right, listen, listen, we this spiral, we've made it to the end. Yes. Oh, wow, already? Yes. Yeah. Oh, Can okay. you imagine? Well, thank How you wild. for climbing back Amazing. out of the psyche with <laughs> <I don't> me. <laughs> Yeah, who knows? <laughs> Let's all grab that pilot stick in the plane and pull it on up to <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, where can everybody find you? Um, well, I'll do the first plug, dragqueenmerch.com, of course. Yeah. Um, my Instagram is biblegirl666. My Twitter is biblegirl222. My burner backup Twitter is biblegirl354. <laughs> and my TikTok is biblegirlsucks. And for all bookings, you can email me at biblegirl666 at gmail.com. Thank you. <laughs> yes. And for pride, make sure you go to Target and get you one of these. Yes. I'm definitely getting yes. a cornbread and Kennedy Davenport. Oh, and the door. Oh, I, wait. I kind of want them all now. I really wish we had the reaction of the buyer team when we showed them the PDF that we put together because, like, I, like, were they gagged? They were gagged, and I was, like, very particularly really proud of the treatment we did for Kennedy. And so, like, when we got to Kennedy to show them, it, there were, like, five or six of them on the call with us. And it was, like, in unison as they were all, like, in different places of the world. We're like, oh, my God. And so, like, the reverie uh, in, like, the one, like, Kennedy everyone I'm very excited about. But, like, Kennedy is someone who has always been a favorite of mine. She's always been so kind to Chris and I. And, like, she's someone whose legacy, I think, deserves way more flowers than mm-hmm. she gets contemporaneously and so like 
she was someone who I didn't care hell or high water. I was going to make sure made it into that program. So I'm like very happy that A, she did. B, she was res- as, as re- received as warmly as she was. She's so, literally the best. Yeah, I'm very excited oh, I love for her. her. Yeah. What We're, did she sing on that pit stop a couple <laughs> years ago? Why songs, black shoes, something be like that in the church. church. And she, <laughs> speaking of pockets of references, yes. she was like, you know the song. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> Trixie and the internet were like, huh? Yeah. I, I, I think she she will see further days in the sun as she deserves. I, she's just incredible. I love her. Absolutely. Love you, Kennedy. Amazing. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. You can follow thank us on you. Sloppy Pod at Instagram, and you can send us an email to sloppysecondspod at gmail.com. Why not? Or call in with your own fuck talk story to 213-536-9180. You can follow us on Instagram at Big Dipper Jelly Spicy's Meal and Fat Drag Meatball on Twitter and TikTok. And don't forget to follow Mom Podcast on everything, too. And if you subscribe, you can hear us all the time, Tuesday or Friday. That's right. And remember, as usual, the Mom Plus rundown is you can listen to this show unbleeped. On Mom Plus. You also get this show a day early. If it comes out a day early. <laughs> Most of the time it does. Mm-hmm. Most of the time I'm good and it does. Uh, and also, me a an exclusive oh, no. for Mom Plus folks, you get extra time with our guests, which we're going to do right now with Bible. So get ready. Ooh. Quitting Drag 101. To listen to Sloppy Seconds one day early, ad-free, and to watch our full video episodes, sign up for Mom Plus at mompodcast.plus. Sloppy Seconds is produced by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Big Dipper and Meatball. Editing and sound design by... William Pitts! Executive produced by Willem Belli, Alaska Thunderfuck, Big Dipper, and Joe Cilio. Our artwork was drawn by Christian Cimarroni. And our theme song was written by Mike Malarkey.